Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison, and we have a very special guest today. Someone I've wanted to have on the show for a while. She is a uh, comedian and an online sex worker. Rara Imler. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. The reason I wanted to have you on is a little bit personal, obviously, but I needed to. No, yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm dragging you on here uh, to talk about your coworker, <laughs> the new person who has shown up the, at the office and stirred like, up. I love uh, you know, I love how like people are now talking about her else. like like Bella Thorne, but with like little asterisks. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, instead of her name, like she's name searching, which I don't think she does name search, but it's all bad. I I noticed this a few. Like weeks ago, since the lockdown happened, people got confused about what the asterisk was supposed to mean. They think it means just that, like, you don't like that person. So you put an <laughs> asterisk in their name right. when you write it out. Like they're demons and you, like, summon them if you spell out their name. <laughs> it's like, like Voldemort, like the Voldemort thing. Yeah. But I think it's for people that name search. Yeah, it's like initially. I think that's what it was stuff, supposed right? to be about. But then I think it was one of these things where like people saw that and they're like, oh, I guess you put stars in the name of anyone you don't like. <laughs> like, like, what does this mean? I guess it means they don't like that person. So that's what we do now. Uh, I know initially it was about name searching, but now it does just seem like, you know, it's a way to signify like, you know, monster or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, like someone's so unspeakably horrible, you just like don't want to summon them and their fans. Well, like I don't think she name searches. I mean, she has like six point seven million fans on like Instagram yeah. or something, and like or, or or Twitter. Like, and it's in the millions. It's utterly ridiculous. I don't think she would have the energy to like you know search herself, but. But like, but people do like have like toxic stands like that that right. are just like for Bella Thorne of all people, <laughs> like this nobody Disney star that's super just like, you know. And far be it from me to like shame a bimbo, <laughs> but she is the worst. She's like such a sex worker tourist, and just like exactly the kind of people that um, mm -hmm. like Swerfs talk about when they're like these upper middle class influencers or academic types coming into sex work and saying how it's so empowering and it's like that's exactly who they're talking about is like these influencer chicks who come in and they gentrify a platform and they fuck it up for everybody else which is exactly what happened so how like how far into this topic have you read about because i like went in depth about this like literally who the fuck is bella thorne because when this story started coming out and i was seeing the headlines I didn't see what the big deal was because I thought they were about the bathwater gamer girl. So when I saw the <laughs> oh, headline, you thought it was Belle yeah, Delphine. Yeah. So I thought I saw headlines. I hate that I know these people who does yeah. I think believe also does have an OnlyFans, but yeah, I think exactly I, I Jack, like when I saw the headline, like yeah. Be uh, Bella. For me, I think in Bella Delphine joins OnlyFans. So like, okay, that's a lateral move. Like I don't see why that is, with news. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bella uh, <laughs> bathwater girl makes two million dollars yeah. in one day. Like wow, well, I guess she had more fans than I thought. It's some other rando with six million fans like someone yeah, yeah. and I, right. unfortunately like i got pretty deep into like instagram culture at one point and i was like following all these influencer types and just completely like ruining my brain with like looking at just like super hot like sociopathic women all day 
and like <laughs> and like I so I like fully know like this type of person but Bella uh Bella Thorne is like an ex Disney girl mm-hmm. um okay. and she I think like some of this is like really fucked up cuz she like she was like a Disney kid and then she got like, you know, all curvy, like she, she got big boobs and she started being more sexual and she lost a bunch of like Disney deals, I think because of it. And then she like kind of leaned into being like a, being like a hot Disney, like ex Disney girl and being like a bad, like, Oh, I'm a bad girl now. Right. Isn't that like 90% of like actresses now or former? Yeah. But usually they have some kind of talent and like Bella Thorne is just like, far be it for me to say like prettiness isn't like a total like it's totally marketable but she's really just very like average just just an average performer she's not like you know like a demi lovato or like a selena gomez where it's like they kind of have some like you know level of talent where they can kind of jump off of that like bella thorne doesn't have that she's just super pretty um and Melathorn is like yeah someone who was on I guess Disney yeah. and CW but mostly now is kind of just has an Instagram mm-hmm. is I I believe what kind of like the recent years have been is like she's someone who was on TV and now has an Instagram yeah and she also I think is trying to be a pop star because she released oh man there's a really bad um like clip of her music on Instagram like a track that she's trying to release and it's. Yeah, you have to look at it. It's so (laughs) bad. And you're just like, oh, girl, like, I understand what you're going for. But it's just like, just stick to being pretty. Like, it's fine. That's nothing to be ashamed of in this day and age. Like, but the problem with the problem was what happened with her is like, she I think last year did some kind of porno. And I don't know how like softcore or hardcore it was. But she basically like started like, fucking around in sex work, you know, on the edges but like just she just did like one porno and it was like of course like super high quality she made a million dollars doing that which is not like it's not like a sex worker like me who enters into it with a very very small platform and is like i'm just gonna do everything by myself and figure it out and like that's how a lot of people start online sex work is just like i'm just starting from zero i don't have like I don't have 100k followers on Instagram. So it's not like this romanticized, like I made 10k in a week, you know, like easy money thing that it is portrayed as, you know, um, like a lot of these YouTubers like love to like do those videos, like I made 10k a week and OnlyFans, here's how I did it. And it's like, is it because you have like 500,000 fans? Cause that's usually how it works. Like yeah. the more, pe- the more fan, the more eyes you have on you, the more potential you have to sell your products to people. So it's like, it's a, to- it's totally skewed. Like how much money you can actually make on the platform as just a regular human being. Um, I think my first month of OnlyFans, I made like a hundred dollars. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's not like, it's not easy. It's not easy money. Um, and the problem is, is like these, you know, OnlyFans was built up by online sex workers. Um, and like we always get left out of any kind of promotional stuff that they do. They, anytime they do like a promotional tweet, there was like a tweet they, that their main account did that was like, Oh, we like, we have so many things to offer on OnlyFans. We have fitness gurus. We have, um, 
like we have like Instagram models, we have magicians. Like they made this like whole list. It was like this list of like 20 different things. None of them said like sex worker (laughs) or porn star. And we're all just like, what the fuck? Like that's the only thing that it's known for. Like that's the main thing that it's known for. Yeah. Just in case people don't know, only fans ostensibly is basically a social media site where you pay money to follow the person but 99.99999 percent of the people uh, of the content is adult content yeah and like people do have like you know just vanilla only fans for their art and stuff but that that it's not really like it what made it so perfect for sex work was that it, it is like more private. So you have to be 18 in order to join the platform. Like, so it's not like Instagram where anyone could be on like Instagram, like looking at your page or anyone could be on Twitter. Um, this was like it, it explicitly really great for, you know, adults, like content creators. So what's been happening lately is this like wave of influencers coming in, influencers and celebrities coming in and being like jumping on this wave because like the the platform is super popular now and kind of fucking it up for everybody else based because um they're kind of advertising because OnlyFans is associated with nudity and porn and like sex you know you have someone like Bella Thorne that is like I'm making an OnlyFans well the anticipation there and the way she marketed it was that she was going to be nude or do porn in her OnlyFans Um, And the reason that, like, she, you know, the reason why people thought that is because, A, it was marketed that way. And she, they knew exactly what they were doing with that. Her whole team knew what they were doing. So there's no, like, oh, my God, oops, I'm not, oops, I'm not a sex worker, really. It was just, like, here's, like, my $20 subscription. You're going to, you might see nudity, like, hinting at it. Um, And then she also said she was making a movie with Sean, was it Sean Baker or Barker? he directed the Florida project. Yeah. Sean Baker. Um, and so it was like explicitly like she was like, I'm making this movie. Yeah. I'm making this movie about sex work with Sean Baker for, and I'm, and I'm joining only fans for research. Well, we were pissed off at that because it's like, Oh, well, you know, you could have asked any one of the like 10,000 other sex workers that are already on yes. the platform for like, you know, right. a console, like, consultation or whatever and like paid women that are like struggling during a pandemic um you know and and just like actually done something through the community but like under the guise of like normalizing sex work in scare quotes is what i'm doing right now uh normalizing sex work and doing research she went on the platform falsely advertised what she was actually like going to be showing and then sent out a $200 pay-per-view message to her fans that was a, supposedly a black and white nude and it, and people paid for it and it was a picture of her like arm covering her breast 200 so what happened is this cascade of pissed off people that did chargebacks, which is when you request a refund from OnlyFans for content. And chargebacks are really fucked up anyway. And the fact that you can do them so many times on OnlyFans. And a lot of the times, um, it's the, it, it's the actual like content creator that gets shut down, not the person doing it. Um, which is another great feature of OnlyFans. Um, 
So that basically what happened is there were uh, like, because of the insane amount of chargebacks, OnlyFans put in a new policy in place like a couple days later that was like, oh, um, pay-per-views are now limited to $50 and you can only get tipped up to $100 at a time. So this like completely fucked over a lot of people. And also like, yeah. And, oh, and there's now restrictions for payouts as well. So instead of some people waiting seven days for payouts, um, now they're waiting up to 30 days. Wow. So if you're a small creator like me and you like rely on like these smaller payouts coming in more frequently to like pay miscellaneous things. So that's how I was paying for things during, you know, quarantine is a lot of it was coming from my OnlyFans. Um, now you're waiting wow. like longer and, you know, and you're a little, and you're more precarious. So her whole response to this and why people are even more pissed off is because she was just like, whoopsie daisy, I was trying to help. And then did absolutely nothing to fix it, nor did she give any of the $2 million she made in the, like, first two days (laughs) to, like, any of the sex workers she fucked over. Right, yeah. So it's, like, this big fuck you to the community and, like, just this fucking tourist coming in and just wrecking shit. And so that's why everyone's pissed. That's the long and short of it. <laughs> Thank you so much for that <laughs> yeah. incredible yeah. Uh, uh, summary. Also, I should say that that director, Sean Baker, he released a big, long statement, too, being like, we had one phone call. Like, we did not. We only talked one time. Like, I told her to talk to sex workers. Like, I'm working on other stuff. I'm not doing this thing. Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he was just like, um, I didn't want this at all. Because people were, like, adding him, like, dude you made the florida project how could you let this happen <laughs> like, you know it is funny because I, I actually do believe him because i'm like i'm sure he just took a phone call with bella thorne and that they like kind of vaguely talked about that and she was like oh i'm gonna like throw myself into this or whatever and then this guy is like oh my god like i have nothing fucking to do with this like i didn't tell bella thorne to do this <laughs> Yeah, because he seems actually like a lovely person. Like, he seems fine. It doesn't sound like it was a real project or anything like that. And, you know, uh, uh, I, it, it just really is this kind of thing. Like, you're right, you know. Uh, uh, and this happens across a lot of platforms. Like, you know, this is kind of what happened with the Jake Paul thing, too, is this this dumb kid, so you know, went and showed a dead body in the suicide forest. And then all of a sudden, all of, like, the smaller YouTubers get all these restrictions put on their work and, like, get ads pulled and everything like that. Yeah, no, no, no restrictions on the big accounts yeah. either which is exactly what happened with Bella Thorne like her account didn't get taken down for for scamming but then a bunch of other people's like stuff got taken down and it was also like yeah so and also just like you know if you're dealing with a bunch of 200 I mean OnlyFans has like historically had a lot of really bad like management of their resources like there's articles going around you can just you can just like google OnlyFans tax evasion and like five articles come up so <laughs> yeah. this 20 percent oh, of um this 20 percent fee that they take from all the creators on their website isn't even going towards like them paying their taxes or making the website any more functional because like the website crashes every week without fail um upload times are like super long um and and yeah it just crashes like when you're in the middle of doing something like really important like sending out like a pay-per-view to like 50 people and it just crashes and you're just like okay well i just i guess fuck me today for (laughs) uploading content to your website but yeah like it has like a lot of problems and 
their customer support is also one of the worst in the industry. Like you, it will be weeks before you hear back from people um, like about missing money or like um, someone stealing your content or someone pretending to be you or someone sending you death threats. Like there was this one girl who um, she screenshotted the response from OnlyFans support. She had like this two paragraph, like hate mail from a, from a male fan uh, and the, who messaged her on the platform and was basically threatening to like rape and kill her. Wow. And she sent it to support and was like, Hey, um, can you, can I like, like, can you guys remove him from the platform? Because a fun feature on OnlyFans is that if you block a user, it will refund all the money that user spent on wow. you. Wow. And it comes out of your pocket. That's really it doesn't fucked. come out of OnlyFans. That's really pocket. fucked. It's fucked. So you could get a fan that you think is like great and like they could turn really abusive and like your only option is to like mute them or ignore them. But you know, it's really, it's that psychologically is really, that is like fucked really, up. To, like, that's really, that's like, up. that's like a, that's like a really like, like that's like a, <laughs> Yeah, that's it's like an really aggressively abusive. abusive policy, frankly. Like, there, like, really like, there are a like, number of people yeah. who would like want like, to you know, do like, that. I, well, I, I, like, like I'm on Twitch and like I can ban people. Like, you know what I mean? Like every other platform mm. doesn't have that policy. Yeah, you know what I like, mean? Like it's really weird. It's really Yeah, no, weird. because they care about they care about their content creators. But like it's like OnlyFans just actively doesn't give a shit about like the creators on that website. Like I think all these platforms have done similar things where they make this big top down policy that mm-hmm. affects everyone and but they talk about I, I don't know. Uh, I know how Patreon talks to us, but does OnlyFans talk to its users like, oh, we're partners in this. We're, you know, your source of income. We can be, you know, this platform that can give you everything you need because that's, and, but when it comes to actually mm-hmm. making any type of top down decisions about how the platform works, what the pol- company policies are, it's like, oh, wait, it's just actually we run it. It's not you anymore. We're not partners. Yeah, but it's also like, um, it, it's all like we've been like screaming about like wanting this block thing to be fixed and like for like, you know, people that have been on the, the platform for much longer than me have been screaming about it forever. And it's like every time they roll out, it's like, it's a lot like Twitter where, well, you'll be like, can you please just give us an edit button? Like, please. And then they roll out something like, Hey, do you want your timeline to look even yeah. more <laughs> fucked up? Here you go. And it's like, OnlyFans does that. They're like, oh, hey, we have this new feature where you can't delete any of your photos permanently. They just go into the vault. And now they're there if you need them again. Like, and you're just like, what? (laughs) Like, okay, but can you fix the block thing? Can I have my money that I'm missing from like seven days ago that never hit my bank account? Like, just like no sense of any kind of like self-preservation for their own platform. Right. The platforms are really only concerned with new features that are like good for them. It's such mm-hmm. a funny thing. Like, you know, Twitter is like, whenever they introduce a new feature, I'm always like, I don't feel like this had me in mind at <laughs> all. They were not thinking about the user in any way with some of these. <laughs> no, and it's like, why? Like, they have what, what kills me about like all these websites, they have so much yeah. of your data, right? Like, they have so much access to what it is that you're asking for or that you need and they don't use any of it to benefit anybody like none of the features that like twitter ever rolls out is anything that people like have 
had a desire. Like it was, it's like somebody was just had a, like a fucking brainwave <laughs> and was like, whoa, what if we did this? And then everyone else was like, yeah, let's just fucking run with that. Like, I don't want to think about it. Like, well, to be honest with you, frankly, like the way that uh, CEO culture works in America and the fact that Travis Kalanick, like, you know, does like hot yoga all day and probably <laughs> takes acid. That is actually probably how it works at Twitter, to be honest with you. What you described is actually probably how it goes. Yeah, I mean, like, I've hung out with a lot of CEOs and a lot of like media type people, like as a stripper, and they all a Anybody making over a certain amount of money is just always doing cocaine. Oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> always. Um, <laughs> or asking you for some. Yeah. Like, or, like, and they're all just so, like, they think that they're, like, amazing. Like, they think they're just innovators. And you talk to them and you're like, this isn't really, like, an innovative <laughs> thing you're talking about. Like, you're, you're just, like, re like, they just all want to try to, like, reinvent the wheel instead of just, like, basically, like, increasing functionality. Because then they wouldn't, you know, be needed. Like, it, it would just be like, no, we just need the engineers now. You guys can, like, move on to some other project. Like, they would have to come up with, like, a new idea. Right. And, like, they don't want to do that. The ideas that are useful are too obvious. So, you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't need a visionary to come up with obvious ideas like that. You need so, an forget engineer. that bullshit. Yeah. And they're not engineers. Yeah, you just need a norm. Yeah, they're that they're uh like weird art acid guys or something like that. The CEOs of tech companies, which all gravy, you know, but maybe they shouldn't be in control of like all of the conversation of the United States uh, uh, and so many people's like income and everything. Yeah, and that's what's so shady about OnlyFans. It's like I don't even know who owns them. Like I don't know who the CEO of OnlyFans is, but like they own some other sites too. Yeah, I was actually just looking it up, and it's a guy apparently. Apparently, it's a guy who you think it named Timothy Stokely. He's uh, 37 years old, and he he, and he's he's photographed almost exclusively in turtlenecks. uh, (laughs) Yeah, look him up. Another Steve Jobs wannabe. Steve. He's like if you look him up, it's like. A Steve Jobs, he, he's like a Steve Jobs slash romance novel looking man. Yeah. Like he's exactly the like, only fan CEO you'd expect. If Steve Jobs tried to like, like sex it up a bit. Not like, like, yeah, like. <laughs> If, he kind of, he kind they, of favors if they, if Army Hammer a, a little bit. He kind of like a smaller Army Hammer. If if there if there was a romance oh, novel about okay. Steve Jobs, yeah. this is how they'd portray him on the cover. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, I can see it in my mind's eye for sure. Yeah, and that's another problem is like the you know the people that acquire these like platforms or like that end yeah. up with these ad- really adult platforms they're not sex workers you know like ninety percent of the time so they don't know like what we need like they don't know like they don't really give a shit about promoting us in any kind of meaningful way but also because of like Sesta Fosta like they don't it's like nobody want everyone wants to the money that comes in from sex workers, nobody wants the responsibility of like managing a platform like that. You mentioned Sester Foster. We've done a couple episodes about it. And we mentioned at the time, like all these platforms have made tons of money off of sex workers. Like Google has made money Mm -hmm. off of sex workers. Like they could have fought these laws in court if they wanted to lobby, but like none of these companies making the millions, billions of dollars off of sex workers, like lifted a finger to try and stop. Yeah. 
I think there's like multiple factors that go into that, that kind of thing where if what they choose to fight legally or whatever. But I think like one of the things is like culturally, I think a big factor of it is nobody wants to be seen fighting the anti-trafficking bill. Right. Yeah. Like nobody wants to, like, that's not good PR to be like, oh, Oh, is oh is Google fighting uh, the anti-sex trafficking bill that's literally in the name right. that's anti-sex trafficking? But it's like a lot of a lot of like you know a lot of companies are I think are actually like I th- I think there's a new wave of uh, like activism that's going to be around this. Um, I mean, like sex workers have been trying to get this shit repealed like since before it even came, like rolled out. But I think it's it's becoming a, a huge like First Amendment issue too, um, because like it, think about it like you have like restricted speech it, it it restricts your speech on the internet essentially um, and I would I would like to like talk about it more and like maybe a different episode or something but it's it's a huge like issue and it has far reaching mm-hmm. consequences and that's the thing like. Sex workers are so often like the canary in the coal mine for a bunch of like horrific policy. And it's usually because like we're so marginalized already. Um, we have so little like representation in government, like people really actively fighting for our rights, like our labor rights and our rights for representation and stuff like that. Um, and so we have like so little visibility, like in mainstream politics that like, it's not like an issue that people, you know, unless you're like in the industry, you know, someone in it, like you don't understand like how far reaching these things can be for someone like, you know, who is like a working class person trying to right. do like trying to promote their business online, you know, or just like a full service sex worker trying to like promote your business online. Like there's so many like ways to get deplatformed. Like I have a friend whose Instagram keeps getting shut down and she doesn't allude to being a sex worker at all. It's that she used to have like sex worker content and then she like changed it all because of SESTA FOSTA and she just gets constantly reported for to Instagram. And if enough people report you on Instagram, like it just automatically like takes you off the platform at times. So it's like, right. Well, because there's also nobody like actually manning any of these like websites. Mm-hmm. It's all just fully algorithm. Yeah, it's all just a program. Like, yeah, it's all a program. I was gonna say you made a really good point. You know, it, the Sesta Fossa thing. You're right that they have like done such a good job of making it into like the anti-human trafficking bill or something like that. And like whenever people talk about it, it's always like you know. Uh, uh, you know shipping containers full of people and stuff like that but really the fact is that like this makes that sets of also like actually made it worse for everyone like the people that you know are brought like human trafficked people and also independent mm-hmm. you know sex workers like you know it made like life worse and harder for yeah. everybody uh, uh so but you're absolutely right that like you know the the you know, uh, it's such a, a heartstrings puller and so immediately visceral. And, you know, there's been so like Hollywood documentaries and everything mm-hmm. like that, uh, uh, that have so sort of drilled in this, you know, the human trafficking, uh, uh side of the argument. Um, and that kind of like, you know, and, and the thing is too, is like, there's nobody on any side that like, culturally like there's swerfs on every every part of the political spectrum right like on the left there's this huge like on especially on the far left like really hardcore 
really hardcore communists will yeah. be like sex work isn't work like yeah. or sex work is exploitative and it shouldn't exist or and you, and you like just have to or it's, or like republicans just calling you a whore all the time and saying you don't deserve right. to live or centrists like calling you like exploited and like sex trafficked all and like you know basically like speaking over sex workers constantly and like so there's like nobody you know there's not a lot of people in our corner that are loud and like tr- really trying to get shit done i'd say like the best politicians we have at our disposal right now are like I'd say, like, the the best apparatus we have is, like, the Green Party, which is explicitly, like, uh, for decriminalization, which is what, like, a majority of sex workers, like, prefer, uh, as opposed to, like, a Nordic mm-hmm. model, which would criminalize our buyers, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, but, yeah, so, like, there's – there it's mm-hmm. it's hard because it's, like, we have to advocate for ourselves constantly. And a lot of the times, like, on the left, right, or center, we're the only ones talking, like – you know, helping each other out. There's like huge networks for sex workers to like, for like resources and mutual aid and like mentorship and things like that. So we have to, like, we've created this like whole culture um, around like surviving under SESTA-FOSTA um, and like all of this stuff that happens with OnlyFans is just kind of like a microcosm of like what's going on in general with sex work, which is that it is being gentrified by, you know, millionaire uh, influencers and, and celebrities who are coming in and kind of like just, yeah, just absolutely like being greedy about about it. And it's like basically nobody cares because it's like, well, fuck, fuck these OnlyFans girls. They're not doing real work. So we can't like, it's, you know, who gives a fuck? And it's like, okay, well, (laughs) we're still workers. Like (laughs) it still sucks when someone comes in and is just like suddenly makes $2 million and you've been like struggling to get any kind of like support from this platform that you've been using. So and you were mentioning about how like nobody advocates for sex workers, but a lot of people like pretend they do, right? Like there's you mentioned whole net- networks of sex workers, you know, working together to survive sex of Sesta Foster, Foster. But there was like a whole bigger, more at least more well funded network to pass Sesta Foster. Mm-hmm. It, uh, ostensibly, and they will always say like they're doing it for you. And with Bella Thorne, she that's the, her mm-hmm. same excuse. The reason she joined OnlyFans instead of like hiring a sec, uh, 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 OnlyFans, you know, user to like consult on a film was because she wanted to get your story out there and wanted to publicize <laughs> you. Yeah, she was just being altruistic, you know? Yeah. She's just such a good yeah. person. Like there's no there's no financial benefit. The, the best kind of the best kind of altruism makes you two million dollars. <laughs> yeah, and it's not redistributed into the community you're entering into right. at all. Because yeah. like she did this whole thing when she apologized on uh, on Twitter, um, and she was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to cause all these problems. I uh, send me some of your ads. Uh, like like link me to your profiles, and I'll boost some of you. <laughs> boost, <laughs> boost. I'll give you a read." Yeah, like with a retweet or something. But it's like, you go to her profile now, she hasn't done, like, I mean, maybe maybe I haven't checked it today, but it's like, she hasn't retweeted shit. She hasn't, nobody's heard a fucking peep from her in any capacity. No orgs have, like, gotten any money 
from her. So she's just, it's all just this performative fucking bullshit because she wanted to be a method actor. Like, well, did you also know, uh, uh, the bullshit with like, right after she apologized, you know, the thing about, uh, her sister joining OnlyFans? Yeah. And then shitting all over sex workers. Yeah. So like after, right after Bella Thorne apologizes, Bella Thorne's sister joined to like basically get into it with sex workers and say that what they do is not legit work like explicitly uh, like, on, like on just the website the, like <laughs> arguing directly with people jack, jack, saying like no what no you jack you cannot be serious are you telling me i'm serious she made the account to argue in the comments yes. she, this is like this is like <laughs> meltdown may this is why oh, we're God. in like day 160 <laughs> of meltdown may bella thorne's sister the same night her sister like yeah. publicly apologized like when and made an OnlyFans to melt down at sex oh, workers. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. There's also several... So this is what's so funny because, like, I feel like sex workers are pretty tough people. Like, especially if you're online yeah. and you have any sort of, like, following. Like, you're a really tough yeah. person to have, like, a public-facing persona where you, you are doing that kind of work. There's been like pe- like so many people that are like I will fucking fight Bella Thorne. Like somebody <laughs> set it up, I will do it. And I'm like at first I was like can we all like we should all just be like above this shit or like in my you know in my like head I was like man maybe we should just like not give this any more oxygen or whatever. And then it just like started compound like the shittiness just started compounding as soon as she was on the platform and it was just like and now i'm on there like talking in group chats just being like yo who's gonna beat this bitch up already like <laughs> who's who's got like in my parody, friend started in a parody <laughs> yes of course in parody uh, yeah, isn't satire. as a satire uh, and all that yeah yeah, like as a fake beating the shit out of her, like in a CW show. <laughs> yeah, in a CW show. But it's just so funny because it's like it takes a lot to like because we deal with like we deal with swerfs and turfs and like horphobic people. And for people who don't know, a uh, swerf is a uh... sex worker, exclusionary, radical feminist. Um, which you don't even have to be a feminist to be. I mean, you could just be horphobic. Horphobic is probably the catch-all, you know. Right. Um, but it's specifically rad femmes that have a really huge problem with uh, with mouthy whores that disagree with them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's – I don't know if y'all saw this one really horrible um, person with a hammer and sickle in their at, but it's like this Anna Sauls or something. She writes for – apparently she, like, writes for Colette – and a bunch of other like publications, but she has like a hammer and sickle in her like pro. I don't know. Oh, and she's like a class reductionist communist or whatever. Like I've never heard of this girl before this whole incident where she quoted like the ACLU put out a a tweet that was like sex work is work. Basic shit, basic support shit. It was really cool actually. And that got so eclipsed on left Twitter because this swerf came in, quoted it, and was like, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Sex work is not work, da 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 da. And just said a bunch of like really inflammatory and derogatory things about like OnlyFans girls, as if that's like A, the only type of sex worker, and like B, as if that's not like, uh, like, you know, uh, creative labor of, or of any sort or anything like that. 
Um, and then she just like got dragged, right? She started getting dragged. And so she just like went on a, this, you know, a, went on a fucking meltdown and was quote tweeting everybody. Um, I, I was like, she basically insinuated that like sex workers are like mostly upper middle class white women in academia who like are trying to like are, are doing like this false empowerment like thing for themselves. And then she got dragged by a bunch of sex workers that were in the comments, like mostly like by POC people like me and a bunch of other like sex workers of color and like trans folk and like male sex workers that were like, Hey, that's actually not true. Um, and a bunch of people were trying to like educate her in the comments. And she was just like shitting on all of them for no, and just getting really nasty And, like, I made a comment and I was like, yeah, like, I made a comment from my alt that was like, yeah, I'm a communist and a sex worker and I grew up in poverty and starting sex work actually, like, really improved my financial stability and my mental health. So you need to shut the fuck up. And she replied to me and she said, you're a LARPer. This this person, (laughs) like, I swear to God, I... (laughs) I, I, I looked like, up this person fuck? the other day because I saw all these posts and I was looking at it and I saw her being so fucked up. Like I saw somebody be like, hey, I am like somebody responded like actually very nice. and was like, I'm you know, I work on OnlyFans. It's helped me like during the pandemic and blah, blah, blah. And she responded like, I don't give a shit or something like that. <laughs> it was like extra fucked up. So I looked this person up and I'm like, I <laughs> yeah, think yeah. the Marxist stuff in her bio is an op because I'm like the <laughs> Quillette articles that she's writing are in the like here's like what a like queer non-binary professor said at some college and i'm like this is like in 2019 yeah i'm like you're a quillette writer like being mad about what some professor said at a college like i don't believe this marxist leninist thing in your bio (laughs) yeah also it like links to yeah yeah it's like like anti-impole marxist it's like (laughs) i roll until my eyes fall off their stalks like but it was just like i was going through and i was and and so she's been on like day three i think of just like just shit talking sex workers and but like the way she's doing it is just such a it's such a classic swerf technique of just like starting out with like these women are exploited and it shouldn't be legal and then sex worker is firing back and being like well that's wrong um we don't want it to be illegal it makes our lives harder actually and we need money to survive um and and then and then like the swerf will be like get defensive and then like the whore phobia just jumps completely out of their skin and they just start like saying the wildest shit about our lives like she compared selling like she like basically was like you can't tell me that um selling like iced coffees at starbucks is the same as getting your asshole fisted until it falls out (laughs) okay like who talks like this to another human being it's so right. violent right. and like horrible to just like that's what you think sex like that's what you think sex workers do is they just get violently fisted all the time like you're a horrible person and you have probably never talked to a sex worker in real life cuz that's like a, a horrific thing to to say basically to somebody 
And also, some sometimes when I see that stuff, I'm like, what is going on with you and sex? What the hell goes on with your sex? What is going on with your sex life? Like, what happens? I don't know. It's all, it's like, whatever. But yes, I, I sometimes am like, what the hell, what goes on with you is what yeah. I wonder. <laughs> but it's also like, do you think that only sex workers are having that kind of sex? Yeah. Like, because that's not true. Like, there's completely normal people are walking around, like, you know, like, getting pegged in their normal sex life without getting paid for it. Like, it's right. not something to be – being right. fisted is I don't something, know that everyone's asshole is falling yeah, out no, or I whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, if you're but, doing you know. something technically wrong, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a little piece of disgusting color to add, but it's nothing wrong with getting fisting. You might need fisting. some sexual education if you're prolapsing like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it just makes me – like, people – like, swerfs – like just love jumping to like the most extreme scenario to describe sex workers. And it's all under the guise of like these poor exploited women. And it's like, okay, but like you, why would you like fantasize about such violence against us? You know, like it's just so like, it's so transparent. It's like, you really do have a problem with the type of labor we do because nobody like people are pointing out in the comments, you know, and this is a good argument for anybody who's like listening to this. Who's like, well, how do I talk to somebody who's horophobic and tell them that like sex labor, like sexualized labor is real labor. And to that, I say like, well, you know, we have like migrant workers exploited as cleaners and construction workers and things like that. But nobody ever talks about criminalizing construction work or criminalizing mm-hmm. house cleaners. It's, it's, it's the sex part that fucks people up. Yeah. I right. saw something I say, um, n- another like hammer and sickle, uh, swerf. He was like, wow, leftists understand that Uber is bad and exploitative, but pretend that like OnlyFans is okay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> The problem that people have with Uber is not the fact that people are driving each other around in yeah. cars. Your problem it's with It's not o- the actual labor. Yeah. Like it's the it's an it's the exploitive element like they're not getting paid enough. It's actually <laughs> it's actually and in fact I think that the left does have a problem with the OnlyFans part of it, the part where they're extracting money and like the part where the parts where it is exploitative, where which is exactly what you've talked about, like not paying people fairly, like changing rules unfairly, like not having regard for this being people's like livelihood and stuff like that. Like it it happens already. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, too. It's just like, okay, so if you think that sex work is like inherently exploitative and it's irredeemable as like a valid form of labor it's like what is your plan to get like hundreds of thousands of sex workers the capital they need what's your plan under covid like right now especially right now what is your fucking plan right now what's your plan under covid because people can't because like i know a lot of um sex workers with like chronic illnesses with disabilities and stuff like that um with like serious mental health issues and one of the things that they like about online work is is that like it's it's easier to be a human being <laughs> like it's it it's right. you you can't like get a lot of jobs if you have a disability like an invisible disability that people don't understand or want to accommodate like it's it's such an ableist 
misogynist, shitty view to say, I want to take away your only source of income because I don't, it's, it doesn't track with me morally. Like it doesn't, you're, you're totally like punching down at the wrong people. You're not like really, and the fact that communists, like the fact that leftists think this shit and it's like, don't, you don't understand the power relationship here at all, which makes me wonder like, how serious are you as a like Marxist or as a community organizer if you haven't really thought about that, you know? And if you're just trying to punish a worker for doing this particular type of work. So, or or punishing the buyer, which there's nothing wrong with purchasing sex. Like there's it's it's absolutely ridiculous that it's so like stigmatized because there's literally nothing wrong with it. So, if you if you like that kind of shit, like I got you. <laughs> but don't DM me for the love of God. <laughs> don't DM me about it. Rara, you don't want people to DM you, but where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Island Goth. And then you can also support my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Island Goth. Um, and I have subscriptions for as low as $3. That's like the COVID pricing. Um, and it's like, you know, 3 to $10. And you get access to like all this stuff in my archive of things I've done in the past, which is just like acting and writing and stand up. And then um, my current project right now, okay. which is That's going awesome. to be a combination Twitch stream and podcasts. So I will be doing that soon. But yeah. And you can DM me on Patreon if you really want to, if you really want to chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rallard, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Folks, ha- that was Struggle Session. Have a good one. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.